We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Spurs Up Show, the best Gamecocks podcast on the internet. Today is Friday, November the 12th, 2021. Today's show, I lock in my official prediction of the Gamecocks travel to Columbia, Missouri in the Battle of the Mayor's Cup, looking to notch their sixth win on the 2021 football season and effectively locking down bowl eligibility in Shane Beamer's first season. Also, guys, we do have news and notes as Gamecocks men's and women's basketball return to action tonight guys i will break down those games look at those evaluate those matchups as frank martin and don staley squads look to move to 2-0 early in this 21-22 basketball season guys all that a ton more we have got a packed show here on a friday and it's all brought to you by our friends over at upstate movers group guys upstate movers group superior moving service they bring care and attention the companies can't offer because they're just too busy maintaining trucks and profiting off of them instead of focusing on service guys service is what separates upstate movers group from the competition they're not a trucking company they're a moving services company and they're also employee-owned co-op their movers are paid twice the industry average and everyone on the crew is invested in your success they have dedicated professional crew members and they also offer black glove service they offer end-to-end packing services custom creating and packaging special items and cleaning services as well they're founded by greenville natives and university of south Carolina alumni guys so a gamecock owned small business they also offer 20 years of project management moving experience and they can offer logistics and solutions that traditional moving companies simply do not have the skills for guys whether in the upstate or across the state of south carolina if you have any moving needs in 2021 be sure to check out our friends over at upstate movers group you can find them on social media at upstate movers group of course if you have any other questions go to their website upstateMoversGroup.com. that's upstateMoversGroup.com. be sure to check them out and tell them chris from the spurs up show sent you let's get it Friday, November the 12th, that the real Columbia is in the beautiful state 
of South Carolina. Ms. Who? Ms. Who? Ladies and gents, thanks for joining me here on this Friday. Appreciate you all tuning in. I'm Chris Phillips, just Spurs Up Show. As always, we got a packed show. We got a fun one today. Anytime you're locking in a prediction, it's truly a great day to have a day. And again, folks, hope your Friday is going well. Hope you're having a fantastic weekend. Whenever you're tuning in, thank you all so much, guys, again, for the continued love and support. And I hope this show finds you out. No matter where you are, what you're doing, whether you're on the commute, you're in the office, you're on the job, you've got the day off. Maybe, just maybe, you're in class. Maybe you're in Columbia, Missouri for the Gamecocks game against the Tigers. Either way, folks, all those who are traveling, by the way, safe travels to you all. And be sure you bring that dub home back to the real Columbia. Again, guys, got a lot to get into. Going to dive into it. First things first, guys, I do want to remind you, if you're not going to be in Como tomorrow and you need a spot to watch the game, our final watch party of the 2021 football season, we will be at Carolina Alehouse in Fort Mill, South Carolina. All the details are on social media. So all my Charlotte Gamecocks, Rock Hill Gamecocks, Fort Mill Gamecocks. Of course, everybody in that part of the state would love to have you guys come out for that. Going to be a really, really good time. Of course, kickoff is at 4 o'clock. Yours truly going to get there around 2 or 2.30. But again, and everybody who shows up, tell them you're with TSUS. You're going to get 10% off your entire food and drink order. Again, guys, the watch parties have truly been a blast, and I cannot wait to be there with a bunch of rowdy Gamecocks as we watch South Carolina look to get their sixth win on the 2021 football season. So again, guys, all those details on social media, Carolina Alehouse, in Fort Mill, South Carolina, that is where we will be tomorrow afternoon taking in this football game. Now, also, before we get going, I do want to say just again to share some perspective. I did not share this yesterday. I want to say again, thank you all so much for your continued love and support, guys. If you did not know this, which you probably didn't, yesterday, November the 11th, that is actually the quote-unquote birthday, if you will, of the Spurs Up show. And what I mean by that is that is the day in which we branched off from Armchair South, kind of became our own separate entity, and that is when I locked in the LLC officially, effectively making the Spurs Up show a legitimate business and what it is. So, again, that is the official uh, start date, founding date, however you want to phrase it. But again, Thursday, November the 11th or November the 11th, that is our quote unquote birthday, if you will. So again, we hit three years yesterday and it's just crazy guys sitting back and really thinking about the journey and just going from being in Charlotte to moving to Columbia to pursuing this thing and doing it full time. And it's it just been incredible. So again, thank you guys all so much. Those who've been around for a while, those who have been a part of the journey, the joy truly is in the journey. And I just can't say thank you enough and I cannot show enough gratitude to you all because without you guys and I don't just say this for lip service without you guys TSUS is not what it is it's not what it's becoming so again thank you all so much you you probably hear when I talk about the Spurs up show I say we 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 and people ask me Chris why do you do that and I say because I couldn't do it alone without the love and support you guys show and continue to rock with us and rock with the content and tune in day after day after day win or lose doesn't matter that's what makes the difference. So, again, guys, thank you all so much for the continued love and support. Three years in the books. Cheers to the next three. Cheers to the next 33. However long this thing's going to rock and roll. Truly to appreciate you all. Cannot say thank you enough. All right, let's go ahead and dive into this thing, thing folks. We're going to start, of course, 
on the football side of things because there's there's a big one going down tomorrow in Columbia, Missouri, as the Gamecocks travel to Como in the Battle of the Mayor's Cup, looking to snap a two-game losing streak in this series and looking to secure that sixth win. Guys, isn't it crazy, right? Isn't it wild how things change? This time last week, most folks were telling me, Chris, we're not going to win another game all season. Blow it up. Fire Shane Beamer. Fire Marcus Satterfield. Now folks are telling me, Chris, we may never lose again. It's wild how perspective can change like that. And maybe the lesson in the Florida game should be, hey, maybe it's wise to not overreact one way or the other. But either way, that's neither here nor there. Really interesting ball. You know, it's crazy, guys. The overall mood and attitude of the fan base, it's, it's been nice, but it's interesting. It's almost like one of those scenarios where it's like I sit here on a Thursday afternoon, it's like it's quiet, too damn quiet. Like, like Gamecock Nation is just so calm and so confident, and, and I really love to see it because we deserve to take a little bit of a breath and feel good about a football game. But, of course, there's also that other side, right, that – has that Gamecock PTSD and has seen their favorite team. We've seen our favorite team get a huge win only to follow it up the next week and fall flat on their face. And I talked about this on social media yesterday, guys, and I'll reiterate it here. I view this football team right now as like the typical weekend warrior golfer, right? And we've all played our career best and our career worst rounds, right? And both extremes, that's not really who you are, right? The truth lies somewhere in the middle. So the question is this, which Gamecocks football team is going to show up? Is it going to be closer to the version that we saw beat the Florida Gators by 23 points? Or is it going to be closer to the version that we saw in the first eight games that could not run the football, lacked discipline, turned the football over? and effectively looked really ugly at times, especially offensively, in games against A&M, Vandy, Tennessee, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Mizzou is not a very good football team. (laughs) Let's just go ahead and get that out there. Missouri's not a great team. What's the status of their quarterback, Connor Basilak, right? I think when you look at the matchups in this game, and I know my prediction, guys, was spoiled on Wednesday when I picked Gamecocks plus one, but we're going to lock it in anyways. But when you look at this football game, you look at Missouri and the matchups in this one. The matchups, I think, do tend to favor the Gamecocks in regards to running the football. Can you carry over what you did last week and attack Missouri in the same way? You know, they're giving up 271 yards per game on the ground. And I know Shane Beamer earlier this week was trying to be complimentary to the opponent and talking about what they did against Georgia. Missouri can't stop the run. Everyone has been able to run the football on the Tigers. Kevin Harris, Zaquandre White, Marshawn Lloyd, that entire crew, you feel like you should be able to have success. And, of course, guys, like I talked yesterday, that is the key in the football game. Run the football. Because, of course, Jason Brown getting his first career start on the road. And I don't care who the quarterback is, guys. We talked about it all preseason long. It applies to anyone on the roster. If South Carolina cannot run the football, They're going to struggle offensively. That's what this team is literally built to do. Now, on the other side, Missouri, is Connor Bazelak going to play? I don't know. Guys, keep an eye on Tyler Beatty. 
Keep an eye on Tyler Beatty. He's having a year similar to what Kevin Harris did a season ago. He's leading the SEC in rushing, already has over 1,000 yards and 11 touchdowns on this year. A really good player, probably the best running back in the SEC that you've never heard of. Now, what's interesting, guys, is I picked this game in the preseason as a loss. I picked this as a loss in the preseason. And my reasoning was this. Number one, I thought Missouri was going to be a lot better than they are. Um, you know, Eli Drinkwitz, the job he did in year one with Mizzou, I thought they'd be an eight and four football team. Uh, I thought Basilak would be probably one of the best quarterbacks in the SEC in regards to statistics. Didn't know they'd be as bad as they are defensively. They've got some decent players. Uh, Aldridge at linebacker, of course. You know, Jeff Coat on the defensive line. We talked about him yesterday. But as a whole, they have just not been very good. One of the other reasons, though, <clears throat> that I picked this as a loss is, and this has been a really, really, really interesting series, by the way, which I think has made it evolve sort of into, you know, that rivalry that we talk about. The overall series, of course, Mizzou leading six and five. There have been some incredibly wacky games in this one, right? I mean, we think of 2013, the miracle at Mizzou, double overtime with Connor Shaw. We think of the monsoon rain game in 2018 with Michael Skarnecchia. You even think the last year, you know, a beat-up Gamecocks team that had fired its head coach and Luke Doty, a young Luke Doty, comes in and makes things happen, and you lose that game by only a touchdown and a defensive slugfest, if you will. But the road trip to Como, for whatever reason to me, I just don't feel like it's been very friendly to the Gamecocks. Weird things happen at Ferrat Field. And again, guys, I know you all get sick of it, but I am the guy that has spent the entire season injecting perspective. And I'm not going to stop here because I think perspective is very, very, very important. Florida's in the past. We've celebrated the Florida win all week. It's felt good. The Gamecocks fan base, we all deserve it for sure. We deserve to have something to feel good about. But Florida is in the rearview mirror. Now it's about this one with Mizzou. And as much fun as last weekend was, I'm not going to let that cloud my vision in the sense of, yes, now we know what South Carolina is capable of, right? Now we know what this team is actually capable of. But it doesn't make me forget what this football team did in the first eight games. Like I told you guys, which Gamecocks team will show up and who really is South Carolina? Are they really as good as that team that beat Florida by 23 points and dominated them in basically every phase of the game? I tend not to think so. However, this team proved on Saturday night, last Saturday night, that it's better than a one-point win over Vandy. Maybe it has grown and improved and with a change at quarterback and a bye week and a moment to reevaluate and self-evaluate and, you know, just figure some things out. <clears throat> maybe, just maybe, this football team has made great strides and has found itself. I tend to think the performance tomorrow is going to be somewhere in the middle, right? I don't think you're going to see quite as good a performance as you saw last Saturday. Again, guys, a magical night at Willie B where all of the stars align. And somebody asked me, well, Chris, how do you know we have not played our best game yet? And I guess that's fair, guys. But again, realistically, the roster still the roster. And would, do you really think Salcon is actually better than what we saw Saturday night against Florida. I, I just, I think that was damn near Southland's best game. Yes, there are still areas to improve. You need to be better on third down. You need to convert more, 
when you get in the red zone, not kick so many field goals, score more touchdowns. Of course, that is something Shane Beamer, Marcus Satterford, that entire coaching staff, I'm sure, has harped on. I was much more worried about this game in the preseason than I am now. I can tell you that much. I would say this game, Cock fans, do not come into this one taking Mizzou lightly. Again, on the road. Hey, they're desperate too, guys. They're sitting at four and five. They got to win two of their last three to go bowling this season. And when you look at their schedule, South Carolina, Florida, and Arkansas, I think they've got to win this one. Or a bowl game will not be a realistic possibility for this group. So I think Mizzou will give South Carolina absolutely their best shot. I think Mizzou will come out firing. Is Connor Bazelak going to be in the game? I think that is a big storyline in this one. And you look at Mizzou again. I've seen a lot of score predictions of 38 to 7, 35 to 13, these huge blowout wins. Guys, again, I don't think Mizzou is some great football team by any stretch. I certainly don't think that. But I also don't think South Carolina is quite as good on a consistent basis as we saw last weekend. But folks, here's the good news. You don't have to be as good as you were last weekend to beat the Missouri Tigers. You, you simply don't have to. Mizzou has stopped no one all season long, guys. They have not held a Power 5 opponent to less than 24 points in a game. On the flip side, Mizzou can score. Ignore the results last week. <clears throat> hey, nobody scored on Georgia this year, right? Nobody has scored on the Bulldogs. That defense is otherworldly this season. They average around 30 or 31 points per game, though. So Mizzou can score. Mizzou can move the football. And I think this is a game, you know, feel good about Clayton White's defense, a very opportunistic defense. I do think Mizzou will be able to move the football. South kind of before last weekend had had immense struggles stopping the run. And I think Missouri with Tyler Beatty, he's going to get his, right? He's a really good player. He's going to get his. It'll be about limiting Tyler Beatty. Going to be a lot of running the football in this game, guys. I think both sides are going to have a very similar game plan in regards to, hey, let's lean on our running games. Let's not ask our quarterbacks to do a whole heck of a lot. And let's hope we get enough stops. <clears throat> Excuse me, guys. Let's hope we get enough stops defensively and be opportunistic on defense, right? Maybe make some things happen in the kicking game, a little beamer ball. Follow that recipe. Hopefully it spells success, and hopefully you get the W. I do not think the recipe for success for South Carolina is asking Jason Brown to throw the football 30, 40, 50 times. What you did last week, his stat line being what it was, totally fine. I, I think you, you'd like to see that honestly again. Because the big things he did, he extended plays. He wasn't overwhelmed by the moment. He had fantastic pocket awareness, mobility. <clears throat> he showed that off on multiple occasions. But the biggest thing he did, guys, he protected the football. And that's really all I'm asking for from Jason Brown yet again. I'm not asking the kid to go out there and throw for 300 and throw for five touchdowns and, and be a Heisman Trophy winner. We just need him to run the offense. Be the field general like you were last week. Defensively, I, I think Clayton White will have a good game plan. Again, I think Missouri's going to get theirs. I think they're going to get their yardage. 
certainly. They've got good players offensively. Drinkwitz is an offensive guy, and Drinkwitz has had a lot of success against South Carolina, right? You think back to NC State, that offensive performance they put up. You think that he beat you at Appalachian State. He beat you last year. So Eli Drinkwitz has had a damn good bit of success against the Gamecocks. Which South Carolina team shows up? Will the real Gamecocks football team please stand up? Like I told you guys, the truth lies somewhere in the middle. Things are never as good as they seem, and things are never as bad as they seem. But with that being said, I do think the bye week did a lot of good for South Carolina. Do I expect them to run for 284 rushing yards again? Not necessarily, but we are talking about a matchup in which they are going up against Mizzou, who is giving up 271 yards per game. There's no excuse for this group to not run for 200-plus, in my mind. Now, there will be opportunities there in the passing game, by the way, because you have to think Mizzou is going to sell out on stopping the run. So, hey, guys like Josh Van, EJ Jenkins, Dak Joyner, Jaheim Bell, Nick Muse, you're going to have opportunities to make plays. And very similar to last week, hey, when you get the opportunity, when you get one-on-one, capitalize and make smart decisions. Give Jason Brown time to read the entire field and evaluate and scope it out and make plays. He showed last week he can do that. Again, I know there's a lot of Gamecock PTSD out there this week, and I've said it all week, guys. I'm optimistic. I'm cautiously optimistic, though. Stress on the word cautiously. Again, I'm not trying to go in this game with any bad juju or bad vibes, but we've seen this movie before, and the ship still sinks, right? So I will not blame a Gamecock fan for coming in this one a little worried. A little bit walking on eggshells. Which Gamecock team will show up? The one that beat Florida by 23? Or the one that we saw previous to the bye week that couldn't get out of its own way? Again, guys, like I mentioned, here's the good news. You don't have to be as good as you were last weekend to win this football game tomorrow in Como. And when I look at these two teams, which team do I trust more? Missouri can't stop a freaking nosebleed, man. They can't stop anybody, especially on the ground. And that bodes well for a Gamecocks football team that I think may have finally found itself in regards to the rushing attack. You hope you see more of the fullback. You want to see more pin and pulls. You want to see more counters. All the things that worked last week, I say copy-paste that game plan in regards to running the football get multiple guys in there, a couple multiple 100-yard rushers again would be fantastic. You want to see more Quan White, Kevin Harris continuing to return to form, Marshawn Lloyd bursting on the scene. You want to continue to see those guys make big-time plays for you. Again, I think the game plans are very similar, but here's the good news for South Carolina. Two things travel in the SEC. That's run game and defense. And while I do think Missouri is going to get theirs, I think the Gamecocks defense will have just enough. Guys, I think this is going to be a back-and-forth game. I think it's going to be a fairly close game. I don't see South Carolina blowing Missouri out. I, I don't see that happening. I think on Mizzou's home field, they're going to give you their best shot. They're going to play their hairs on fire. They're going to play desperate because they have to. they got to win two out of three their last three to get to a bowl game. So they're going to give you their best shot. 
But I think the running game, yet again, for the second straight week, I think it is the difference. I think your offensive line with Jason Brown in the center might have started to find something. Again, I think Jason Brown will execute the game plan as he's asked. I don't think he'll make the crushing mistake, what he avoided doing last week. Do I think you play quite as well as you did last week? And maybe not. I wouldn't be shocked if, say, the penalties reared its ugly head again. You know, if you did happen to turn the football over, whatever. But like I said, guys, you don't have to be perfect. You don't have to be that good again, if you will. You'll still be good enough to beat Missouri. And I've got the Gamecocks, guys, beating Missouri, locking in their sixth win again behind a solid running game that I think will go over 200 yards and an opportunistic defense yet again that will make just enough stops to secure the victory, guys. I've got the Gamecocks, like I said, Locking in bowl eligibility, punching their ticket to a bowl game in Shane Beamer's first season. Give me Gamecocks 30, Mizzou 24. I think South kind of damn near by a touchdown will get the job done, guys. Like I said, I think a back and forth game. I think Missouri gives you their best shot. But at the end of the day, it is the South Carolina run game behind Kevin Harris, Zaquandre White, Marshawn Lloyd. I think Jason Brown getting involved. I think there will be some big plays hit in the passing game. Again, you don't want to buy too much stock solely what happened because solely of what happened last weekend, right? Again, the truth lies somewhere in the middle, I think. But it will be good enough to beat Mizzou because Mizzou is not very good. They've got their own slew of issues. They might not have Connor Bazelak. I'd say at this point, it's most likely they will not have him. So what does that mean for their football team? I think Sal kind of will be able to key in on the run. I think Tyler Beatty's a good player. I think Tyler Beatty will get his. You know, the Gamecocks have struggled here and there stopping the run, but they'll do enough. They'll do enough. They'll be opportunistic yet again. Run the football, stop the run, win the tournament battle, and just stay out of your own way. You do those things again for a second consecutive week, and you will win for a second consecutive week. So, again, I'm locked in, guys. South Carolina 30, Missouri 24. I think the boys go on the road, get the job done. Like I told you earlier this week, I had Gamecocks plus one. So, you knew this was coming. But I do believe this team, like I said, has started to find something in that running game, the greatest bye week of all bye weeks that we had before the Florida game. I don't know. It doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me either. But I think this team – will put together back-to-back solid performances. And the performance on Saturday, the performance tomorrow, will be good enough to beat Missouri, reclaim the Mayor's Cup, and get that sixth win. And what an achievement that will be, honestly, guys, for Shane Beamer, his coaching staff. Through all the adversity this season, you can say whatever you like about how it's gone, how you've won, but you've won games. Bottom line, you've won games this year. These guys are bought in. I I think South Carolina will not be – you know, sleepwalking through this one or taking Mizzou lightly or quote-unquote laying an egg as most fans, you know, I think some fans are actually expecting that. I think this team approaches this game the right way. They've still got a lot to prove. they got a ton to play for, obviously. And I think they take care of Missouri on the road again. Gamecocks 30, Missouri 24. So, again, that, guys, that's my score prediction. Would love to hear from you. How do you think the game's going to go tomorrow in Columbia, Missouri, the fake Columbia, by the way, the battle for the Mayor's Cup? Drop your score prediction in the comments, in the comments section, whatever, guys, would love to hear from you again. I'm locked in. Gamecocks 30, Missouri 24. All right, guys, before we get out of here, I do want to touch on really quickly the basketball teams returning to action tonight as both men's and women's 
will play. First up, Dawn Staley's squad, 7 o'clock tip-off against South Dakota, a 7 p.m. tip in the Mammoth Invitational. That game will be broadcast on ESPN News. For those who didn't know, this will be the third consecutive season or the third time in three seasons these two teams are meeting. South kind of won the first two games. Here's the crazy thing, too. The first time they met, South only won by 10 points. I guess South Dakota's kind of good. Uh, last year, I believe, they won. Yeah. Anyways, no, excuse me. The last meeting, they won by 10 points. So, again, South Dakota, a pretty fairly decent team. Um, and the Gamecocks, like I said, will look to move to 2-0. They are in South Dakota at the Sanford Pentagon is where they'll play the game. Uh, and I want to say this to you guys really quickly just to preface this. I, I, we will dive much, much deeper into like basketball game previews, if you will. Right now, we're just so locked in with football and a lot of these games, too. I mean, the men's side is playing Princeton tonight at 930 on ESPN News as well. Princeton guys has played one game and it was a D3 school and they won by like 70. So how much is how much is there really to discuss and dissect and all that good stuff? But again, the full game previews for basketball, both men's and women's, by the way, will return as soon as next week because the women will take on Clemson on Wednesday. The Gamecocks men's side will take on UAB on Thursday, two really big matchups. So as the matchups get bigger and as football season wraps up this month, I will dive much, much deeper. I don't want you guys to think I'm glossing over basketball in any type of way. But again, both teams playing tonight, women at 7, men's at 930, Fully expect Dawn Staley's squad to take care of their business per normal. The men's side against Princeton. This is a very intriguing game, a very interesting game. I think we're really going to start to learn some things about this South kind of squad. You know, Princeton playing that four-point defense, going to make it a little tougher on the shooters. Uh, you got to shoot better than you did. You got to shoot better than you did against USC Upstate. Who are going to be the guys who step up? Again, like I told you guys a couple days ago, it's all about right now finding your best starting five. That, that's what it comes down to. You got to find your best starting five. Who are the dudes you can depend on day after day after day, game after game after game? Who are those players that you can depend on on a consistent basis? That's going to be the key. That's what I'll be looking for. And, of course, guys, yours truly will be tuned in, locked into both of those basketball games as South Carolina returns to action on the hardwood. So, again, guys, that's going to do it all for me. Hey, appreciate you all tuning in. Like I said, guys, if you're heading up to Columbia, Missouri, safe travels, bring home the W. And if you're not, come to Carolina Ale House tomorrow, Fort Mill, South Carolina, Carolina Ale House at the Fort Mill location. Would love to see you guys out there. Going to be an absolute blast. I cannot wait to watch the Gamecocks beat Missouri with a bunch of rowdy Gamecocks in that part of the state. Guys, again, thank you all so much for tuning in. Enjoy your weekend, and I'll leave you with this. Go Cox, beat Mizzou, and we'll talk to you on Monday.
It's happening daily. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. Time is short before something big happens, and that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure four-week emergency food kits for each member of your family. Each kit contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $50 on each four-week food kit you purchase. Plus, get free shipping on Ready Hour four-week emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour Foods. At My Patriot Supply, you can also get solar power generators, water filtration units, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m. and your unmarked boxes ship the same day. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com.